Hi there again. My name is the Reverend Father Matt Kovisk, and I'm the rector of St. Mary's Anglican Church in Verdun. The seasons seem to be changing around us. The weather has gotten a lot warmer than it once was, and as I look out my church office window, I can see that the snow has mostly gone around the church. All this weather reminds me of the second chapter of the Song of Solomon, a book of the Old Testament, which tells us, Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. For behold, the winter is past, the rain is over and gone. The flowers appear upon the earth, the time of singing has come, and the voice of the turtle dove is heard in our land. That's from Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verses 10 to 11. When the seasons change, we want to start to get out into nature more. Going for walks with others, having picnics with our family, playing with and going on adventures outside with our friends. For some of us, we may even want to hit the golf course. There also seems to be a renewal of energy around. Lots more people seem to be in a better mood. The thing that we hope for in January and February, after the lights and the feelings of Christmas have faded, is now here. However, I imagine that many of us don't feel that spring in our step right now. This COVID-19 pandemic has a lot of us feeling down. Again, the news changes every day, at the very least. Days may go by, but many of us have a listless feeling. I imagine that many of us feel like nothing more than dry bones with no life within us. Dry bones, eh? That sounds familiar, doesn't it? When many of us Christians hear the phrase dry bones, our minds go to the scene from the 37th chapter of the book of Ezekiel, where Ezekiel finds himself in a valley of dry bones. Now, in terms of the context of the book of Ezekiel, it's helpful to know that the book is written to a community in exile, a community that has been disconnected from everything they knew. They were disconnected from where they came from. I was reading a commentary on this passage that was explaining the dry bones represent the exile community's poverty, both physically slash literally and emotionally, spiritually, as well as mentally. I can only imagine the starkness of this valley, that it was dusty and dry, if not just a little bit creepy. The Lord God asks Ezekiel, O mortal, can these bones live? When Ezekiel comes up with the only possible answer to this leading question from God, saying, O Lord God, you know, God uses this question to launch into a bit of a monologue. God tells Ezekiel, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. I will lay sinews on you, and will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. In this passage, it is the breath of God, the Spirit of God, that enters into these bones and causes them to live. It is the first thing that God does with these bones. The Ruah of God, that's the Hebrew word that would have been used in the original translations, which translated means breath or spirit. The Ruah of God enters these bones and forms part of the foundation for the reconstructions of the bones into people. This vision of the prophet Ezekiel would have provided some sense of hope to the Israelites who would have heard this. Remember, as I mentioned earlier, these prophecies were for people who were in exile from everything that they knew. I imagine as the Israelites were living in servitude under the Babylonians, 
singing their song in a strange land, to paraphrase Psalm 137, to hear that they were more than just dry bones, that the Spirit of God was with them and will be with them in this strange land. To hear that would have brought hope to them. So what, though? What does this talk matter to me? For me, at least, this passage takes on a new meaning for me as we find ourselves in a bit of an exile. While we're not as bad off as the Israelites were, we're not living under forced servitude in a land that we don't recognize at all, many of us still feel separated from things and people that we love. Many of us, especially those within the church, are asking ourselves, just how do we sing our song in a strange land? As the days and the weeks of physical distancing roll on, we find ourselves becoming drier and drier. Many of the things that help to give us life are, for now, not available to us. We feel like the dry bones scattered in that field, separated from God and spiritually dry, if not mentally dry and emotionally dry too. I think that this is helpful for us to hear because God, throughout the ages, continues to breathe new life into us so that we can adapt to the new situations that we find ourselves in. As you may know, I moved to Verdon about three years ago from the hustle and the bustle of Toronto. I had a routine, I had a life there, and things seemed to be going pretty well. However, God, working through the person of the Holy Spirit, called me to ordained ministry in Verdon. It was quite the adjustment to go from big city life to small town living. Previous to my moving here, I had never lived in the small town before. During those first few months, I felt a little dry as I tried to find a new routine for my life as a member of the clergy. This is not because of the people of the town of Verdon, not in the least. It takes time to find your way in a new place. While I was in that dry place, I know that the Spirit of God moved to preserve me and helped me to settle into life in Verdon. Now, reflecting... I think I can safely say that I have settled here, and I'm, frankly, pretty happy. I'm convinced that God, through the dry places, through the exiles, continues to breathe life into us. This breath sustains us while we struggle in the exile. Now what? What do I do with this? I'm reminded of the words of John Webster Grant. O Holy Spirit, by whose breath life rises vibrant out of death, come to create, renew, inspire, come kindle in our hearts your fire. Come to create, renew, come kindle in our hearts your fire. Like the dry bones in Ezekiel's vision, the Holy Spirit breathes life into us to keep us going. My question for you this day is, how might you aid the Holy Spirit in helping both you and others to breathe life into the world around us? As you reflect on this question, I invite you to pray with me the words of the hymn, Breathe on Me, Breath of God, the first verse. Breathe on me, breath of God, fill me with life anew, that I may love what thou dost love and do what thou wouldst do. As you go about your life this week, may you remember that you are God's chosen and beloved, filled with the life-giving breath of God.
may you go into the world, practicing physical distancing, of course, filled with the fruits of the breath of God working within you. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. As you are filled with these fruits, may you aid the Holy Spirit in bringing these fruits out of others. May God bless you this day and forevermore.